Welcome in to the Ots and Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prame. Eric Scopo is with me as always on today's emergency podcast because, Eric, shocker, the Oregon Duck football program has landed yet again another four-star verbal commitment. We're going to break it all down here on the Ots and Audibles podcast, but first I want to remind you guys, do consider subscribing to DuckTerritory.com. You can do it for as low as $1 for your first month, $1 for your first month, $9.95 there after that. And if you can't subscribe to DuckTerritory.com, if you can't afford it, you can still support us in a way that doesn't require money. It requires you just literally giving us a five-star, ideally a five-star review, but we'll take any kind of review on our podcast. You can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, please give us a review as there. It's free. It doesn't require you to give us any kind of money, but it helps us in any way as possible. So, all right, Eric, let's break this down. Damon David, four-star safety, Franklin High School, uh, Reistertown, Maryland, class of 2021, recently was bumped into the top 200 for the 24-7 sports rankings. Uh, as of Wednesday, September 16th, he gave, uh, that's when 24-7 Sports bumped him up into the top 24, uh, 247 uh, rankings, and he is now a four-star composite recruit. He is a four-star recruit in the 24-7 Sports evaluator's eyes on their own. Big-time commitment, six foot one, 178 pounds from, like I said, Franklin High School in Reistertown, Maryland, the 195th best player in the country regardless of position the 13th best safety and the eighth best player in the state of Maryland. That's all according to the recently updated 24 seven sports rankings. And in the composite, he is 229th best player in the country, regardless of position. He is the 12th best safety and the 12th best player in the state of Maryland. Predictions all were, were for Oregon. This, this doesn't really come as a surprise according to the crystal ball predictions uh there were seven predictions cast all of them were for, for the ducks he picked oregon over uh boston college michigan and then there was uh, the ducks were the third school uh really i i think boston college while they aren't a team that competes for the acc championship every year they've historically been known to play tough defense and they win a lot of games because of how you know stingy their defense is michigan we know who they are they typically can go out and get anyone that they want for the most part Oregon's Oregon, but he also has offers from Miami, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Uh, who else has offered? NC State, Wake Forest, Temple, Purdue. Uh, so he's got a good handful of, of Power 5 offers. The decision, though, came down to Boston College, Michigan, and Oregon. Yeah, I think you have to be excited by this. Um, Oregon needed to go find a safety in this class. Not that they, on the roster, you look at it and think that they're like completely lacking of safeties. In fact, from an upperclassman perspective, they've got almost a couple too many. They've got some really good seniors and juniors on their roster, but they needed to find a safety in this class. I think this is a big-time ad from that regard. You love when there's a player with the, the, the ratings kind of boost like this, and that's what we saw from David as we established a second ago in terms of how he's moved um, up the rankings recently. Um, and this is a really versatile player. I'll talk about it in a minute when I see on him on film, but I think he's a safety who can come in um, and I think, again, 178 pounds maybe needs to add a little bit of weight, but certainly somebody who has the capabilities and the talent to be a pretty early in his career impact kind of guy. Always big to get a kid from another part of the country. You've now seen that twice this week. Well, really three times this week if we want to include the 2022 commitment from Andre Dollar a couple of days ago. But uh, first, Jabril McNeil from the state 
of North Carolina, and now Damon David from Maryland. You know, it's, pretty, it's not a bad week when you can pull in players of this caliber. Again, four-star, 24-7 sports recruits um, from other parts of the country. A state like Maryland, Oregon has had almost no success historically. Um, prior to this, they've had two commitments in the all-time commitment list. I'm, I'm going to skim through this real quick, but Luke Kill from 2020 and then also Keith Sims from 2016. Those are the only recruits from the state of Maryland before David um, that are in uh, the program's 200, or top 247 all-time commitments spanning back to 2001. So historically, this is pretty um, unparalleled to get a player from this state in this region, um, but a really, really big addition for sure. With Damon David's verbal commitment now for the Ducks, they currently now hold 21 verbal commitments in the class of 2021. They have a score of 277.08, which keeps them at number three in the country in the the 21 recruiting ranking race for the the top class. Like I said, they're still ways behind uh, the top two spots. Uh, Probably not going to reach that, but it just continues to position themselves. So a a top 10 finish is almost guaranteed. Now a top seven or eight position is is almost guaranteed. And it, it gets them just a little bit closer to surpassing the 2019 team ranking, which is the class, which is the school's best class in school history. Uh, in 2019, Oregon finished seventh in the country. I believe that's the highest they've ever finished from a team ranking perspective. A team score perspective, they, they finished with 277.98 points. So it gives you an idea. The Ducks now sit with 21 verbal commitments with 277.08. And that 2019 class had 26 verbal commitments with an average score of 90.6 for the Ducks. Uh, Oregon's class right now is well above that 90, you know, 90.6 score. They're, they're at 91.85, uh, very, very, very strong recruiting class. They're, you know, two guys behind that 2019 class for total number of commitments. And yet at the same time, they've got a score that's per, per player significantly better. So you would think the guys that are still on the board in the picture for Oregon Oregon's going to surpass that best class in school history. Yeah, I know it's yeah, it's elementary at this point. There, there's no question. This is going to be the best class in program history. Been saying that really probably since July. Um, it's became clear with the momentum they've had, and now landing these two prospects this week with not a lot of room, but certainly room to add a couple of really good players that will move that number up a little bit more. Yeah, you think you can pretty much put this one in pencil here in terms of this is going to be the highest rated recruiting class Oregon's ever had. Um, and again, we consider everything that has happened this year, the fact that there's been, this is a COVID year, there's no unofficial visits really, um, certainly no official visits yet. Uh, you, you can't visit recruits at, at their, you know, their residences. All the things that have been up against Oregon this class, a year where they don't really sign anybody or no verbal commitments from the state besides Keith Brown. Um, really impressive work to be making all, you know, to continuing this momentum given everything that's going on. And the fact that you're going to be able to end of this say, this is the best class Oregon's ever signed. Um, again, hats, tip, you know, tip of the cap to the Oregon staff for, for everything they've been able to do. It's been really impressive. And especially seeing, again, this last week, a couple of high-end four-star recruits from other parts of the country that have not visited before um, making their way west. And those are big, big victories for, for Mario Cristobal and his staff. Now, what is Oregon getting on, on film? You've done their film review. What, what do you see that Damon David's going to bring to the Ducks? 
I think he's, he's, he's kind of the full package, the complete package at safety. Um, you know, you see his explosiveness, I think, more, more than anything in terms of how he just obliterates ball, ball carriers, receivers. He has a heavy hitter in the back end. But not just that. He's not like he's just a, a, a one-trick pony. It's not like all he does is lay players out. He's also a really good ball hawk at the back in there. And you see him make a number of plays on balls in the air, um, interceptions, pick sixes, um, deflections, all of those sort of things come through here too. So um, I think he's almost a bit of a, a blend between, you know, current Oregon safeties, Brady Breeze and Nick Pickett. Probably not too much like one or the other, but – in terms of just the, you know, the, the combination of being physical, but also being able to make a lot of plays with the ball in the air. Obviously we know what Brady Breeze can do that way. Um, I think this is a really nice addition and it's going to be interesting to see uh, kind of what his development looks like. Obviously at 178, you need to add a little bit of weight. He'll do that. You see that all the time with these defensive back recruits and they get to Oregon. Um, and I think, you know, you look at the roster going forward, he's got a chance here to, to really factor into some stuff. Uh, once he arrives on campus. I mean, I'm not expecting him to be a starter from day one because there's still a lot of talent on the roster, but it's not going to be stunning if he's, if he's at least competing for playing time immediately uh, because, again, Oregon needs to find a player at his position this cycle, and they've gone out and done it, and, again, grab one of the very best nationally at that spot. Now, what's the position like that he's walking into? Feels like you just kind of touched on it a little bit there, but um... – feels like this, there's an opportunity to be had considering the seniors and the upperclassmen that at worst he could be a, a, spe- a second team special teams guy almost immediately. Exactly. That's exactly where I'm at looking at this roster because you've got Nick Pickett and Brady Breeze, who I mentioned a second ago, but they're both seniors. You've got Bennett Williams. He'll be a junior and, and he's another really highly regarded player. So you could be looking at by the time Damon David arrives in Eugene in 2021, in theory, he could be looking at a senior in Bennett Williams back and a junior in Verone McKinley, who I think you can pretty confidently say will be one of the starting safeties uh, when David arrives. Both those guys could be upperclassmen at the end of their careers, meaning even if David redshirts as a 2021 true freshman, he would look up the following year at a completely open depth chart. So I think things are pretty favorable, favorable from that perspective. The only other safety expected to be on the roster um, or at least that returns is Steven, it's Steve Stevens, who will be a junior uh, in 2021. So really by the time he gets here, uh, he's gonna, he should have an opportunity to play right away. Um, and now, of course, we don't know exactly what, what's going to happen. They could, add some, they could add another transfer. Things could change. But I, I feel pretty optimistic looking at what Damon David looks like on tape, kind of looking at the depth chart here, that he's going to be someone that is at least competing for a job in 2021. And then maybe by 2022, when the depth chart really opens up, he could have a chance to, to really probably stake his claim on a starting spot for the next two to three years. What, what's your, your – I'm going to put, kind of put you on the spot here for a second. From a, from a positional ranking, historical ranking spot, where does he kind of fall in line with other safeties? I mean, is this going to be a guy that, that's, you know, rare air where we haven't seen a lot of high – high four-star safeties come before him or, or is this kind of the standard safety that Oregon's going after and getting now uh, the last five or six years? Yeah, you know, the safety position is one where they haven't recruited quite as well as the cornerback position. Um, you know, you look through here, um, we, and we've talked about the, the, the cornerback position and, and how well they've done recruiting those spots um, the last couple cycles, landing the best corners in program history. 
But Steve Stevens, whose name I mentioned earlier, remains the highest rated safety Oregon has signed. And that came back in 2018. And, and Stevens is a significantly more highly rated player than Damon David here. Uh, Stevens was the headliner of that 2018 class. He was a .9430 um, composite total score. We mentioned earlier where David ranks in there uh, closer to 9111. Um, so not quite that caliber, but really there have not historically landed that many big-time safeties. Um, that same cycle they, in 2018, they also landed Javon Holland, more highly rated than Damon David. Um, you keep going down the list here. Um, and, and again, there aren't that many of these safeties. So Reggie Daniels back in 2012, about the same rank um, as Damon David. Um, and then nobody after that. So he's the third highest rated safety Oregon has landed a verbal commitment from, likely to be the third highest rated that they sign it you know, when he does sign. So uh, no, this is a bit of a rare circumstance. They've done a great job recruiting corners, but safeties, and, and I think it's safety in general, it's a position that maybe isn't as highly rated in, at, at sometimes, but um, no, I guess a lot of rambling here, but just to say, no, this is not quite the standard type of player they're landing. He's going to be one of the better to ever sign with Oregon um, and certainly going to have an opportunity when he arrives to at least be probably the second or the, you know, depending on what Steven Stevens status is, the most highly regarded safety recruit on the roster. Now, Oregon has a couple defensive backs are already currently committed. They're all primarily corners, though. Highest rated guy is Jalen Davies four-star prospect, 132nd best player in the country. They also have um, verbal commitments from Jarius Perkins, a three-star cornerback in the JUCO level, sixth best player at the JUCO level, regardless of position. And then also Darren Barkins, a, a three-star cornerback uh, from Matter Day Catholic High School in Chula Vista, California, Southern California, I think the San Diego area. Not the, not the Matter Day that's produced Keon Ware Hudson or Sean Dollars. Uh, Mace Funa, long list of guys that have come from that program. So different, different high school. Nonetheless, though, Eric, do you think it's justifiable knowing that Oregon's probably got room for two, three, probably at the max, four? May, it, it would take a miracle really to get the four, to get the 25 guys uh, signed in this class. Do they need to go out and add another safety, or do you feel confident knowing Jalen Davies could, could slide up to safety if really needed? Uh, and, and now, you know, Damon David's with the group. Uh, do they have enough depth for you to feel confident going into 2021? I don't think it would hurt to take another safety, if I'm honest, um, especially when you look at kind of what I was mentioning earlier, where you're going to lose two this year. You've got another in Bennett Williams you're going to lose after the 2021 season, unless you red shirts in 2020, which I guess could happen, but I would say it's probably unlikely. Um, and that would leave you with just three returning safeties going into the 2021 or sorry the 2022 season including David um, that's not a lot of numbers especially when those two guys will be seniors that year in 2022 so I think it'd be great to add another safety I don't think it's a necessity because you could hit 2022 hard uh, maybe even in 2022 you try to find um, a, a juco recruit maybe you find a grad transfer like a player like Brent Williams who's had some collegiate success but I, I think it wouldn't be a terrible idea at least to take a look at that also mentioned you got guys on the roster a triquez bridges came in as a safety he could always move back there um jamal hill currently at nickel he could play safety jj greenfield was recruited they're listed at least as a safety i think he was in the spring playing corner um so there's some versatility here to, to make it work but i don't think if, if the right player is out there and it, maybe the right player is not out there so you don't use a scholarship but if the right player is out there 
um, it would be a position I think you should probably try to address this cycle another time if, again, if that player is the right fit. Like, I, like Eric just said, finding that, that right fit is going to be the really, I think, pivotal point. Can Oregon find a, another DB uh, that really makes the best sense to, to sign in this class, or can they find someone that's equally as talented, if not t- more talented, in the 2022 class to add to this defensive back group? Who commits next for the Oregon football program? Um, we've gotten to the point now, Eric, where it really doesn't feel like there's anyone that's just clear-cut certain that, that they're going to commit soon. Uh, there's certainly a couple options out there that could happen, but more than not, these guys have, have, that are still available that Oregon's considering. Dante Thornton, a four-star receiver. Bryce Foster, a four-star offensive lineman. Uh, JT Tulamo, the number two player in the country. I butchered his last name. I'm never going to be able to figure out how to say it. Uh, he's the defensive end, number two player in the country. He's not trending and making an early decision. Corey Foreman, the nation's number one overall player in the country. He's not trending to make an early decision. Sierra Wright, a four-star cornerback. He's not trending to make an early decision. So you've got about five five or six guys that Oregon's really looking at really hard right now. And, and I, I imagine, Eric, it wouldn't surprise me if more names pop up that Oregon's, you know, kicking the cans around and seeing if, you know, where they are and maybe showing a little renewed interest or new interest, if you will, in, in prospects. But that's kind of the, the core group. There's going to be some other guys that are going to be listed, but that's kind of the core group right now. And Oregon's really only got room for about two or three of those guys. Um, the, the one I think that it's safe to say that we feel most confident about being an Oregon Duck, it, and ironically enough, he's also from the state of Maryland, uh, is Dante Thornton, the six foot five receiver from Mount St. Joseph in Baltimore. He is the 52nd best player in the country, the sixth best receiver in the country. He's already kind of hinted at uh, Damon David and him being a package deal. You know, he sent out a tweet a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a week ago, saying, I'll show you a package deal. Uh, and that's in, in relation to Mason Smith, five-star defensive tackle, and Corey Foreman, five-star defensive end, kind of calling themselves a package deal. Uh, Thornton is kind of linking maybe himself up with Damon David. Never mentioned David by name, but You can kind of connect the dots there. Um, Dante Thornton being the one that makes the most sense right now as a recruit that could commit to the Oregon Ducks here in the near future. But for the most part, Eric, uh, this class is about done um, with with 2021. There's no games to be played, which has allowed Oregon staff to really hone in on this class. A lot of these guys have have committed to the Ducks since – since COVID-19 really hit and quarantine's been in place, recruiting dead period's been in place, which is pretty remarkable to say. Um, Any real overall themes, let's end it on this, any real overall themes with this class as a whole right now? Well, I think the, 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 the key thing for me is you just, you address everything, basically. I mean, especially with this latest edition now, there's not a gap, really. This cycle, I guess the only one would be a traditional, like, defensive tackle, some sort of interior alignment. I know, obviously, they've got some highly regarded defensive, defensive end prospects. I guess Keanu Williams, in theory, could play with a hand down. Um, but that's kind of the one thing I think you might want to address, uh, that one thing that was missing along with safety before this. But We've established this before. I mean, the, the, the offensive talent here is, is pretty unparalleled. And I know most of the commitments recently have been on the defensive side of the ball. But, I mean, you look at the, 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 the top recruits this cycle at Oregon, it's a five-star wide receiver. It's a top 50 quarterback. It's two top 100 offensive tackles. 
Um, it's a bunch of top-end wide receivers. It's two of the top West Coast tight ends. Um, it's the top-rated safety. We should mention Jackson Light just got – we mentioned the recruiting bunk that Damon David got. Jackson Light with a huge recruiting bump and is now the 24-7 sports top-rated center in the country. You've got another four-star recruit in uh, John, Jonah Miller, who's a, an interior offensive lineman, a, an offensive guard prospect, and who I think could, in theory, also play tackle. But – um, that, that's besides the point. I mean, they, they addressed everything on offense already, and they're almost all the top-tier targets that you would want. And then defensively, they built a really nice class here. Um, they don't quite have the star power on defense, but, I mean, you look through the names of the guys, and Damon David being the most recent, along with Jabril McNeil this week, these are really high-end recruits from all over the country who had a lot of the blue-chip schools um, taking a look at them. So this is a really, really deep class. Again, I think they addressed everything they needed to. Uh, for me, if you're just looking at it and you want to say one thing, it is an incredible collection of offensive talent, but the defensive talent there is, is pretty darn good as well. Good to do it for us here on this emergency podcast. For Eric Scopel, I'm Matt Prem. Thank you for listening. Please consider giving us a, a review on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, however you listen to the podcast. And if you want to support us in a monetary fashion, you can subscribe to duckterritory.com for as low as $1 for your first month. So for Eric Scopel, I'm Matt Prem. Thank you for listening to the Odds and Audibles podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later, folks.